Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Stone and Tile Show. I am your host, Fred Houston, and I'm back after being off next week. Well, actually off the air, obviously, I was working uh, doing an inspection up in the mountains, which is a whole other story that we'll get into uh, during some other show. But lately, uh, I, I wanted to touch on for this show, it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, I put a blast out on Facebook. Uh, asking guys out there on the tile guys, you know, the tile geeks, the uh, global tile posse, all those guys about this subject known as six-sided ceiling or what is called dipping. And I'm going to get into that description here in a second. But before I do, let me get the uh, uh, some of this stuff out of the way here. I just want to mention that uh, my class is filling up for July. Uh, it starts July 5th. That's a stone and tile inspection and failure class uh, happening here in Florida. It's going to be held in DeBerry, Florida, which is just north of Orlando. So if you guys want to get in on that class, again, I'm keeping it down, keeping it small because of the COVID thing, then please give me a call. My cell phone number is 321 514-6845, or better yet, send me an email at fhuston, that's F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com. Okay, we're going to get on this subject here in a minute, and I am expecting a caller or two, but let me go ahead and give out the phone number uh, if you want to call in with your opinion. Uh, I'd love to know what your success rate has been with the uh, six-sided ceiling, whether you do it, whether you don't do it, why you do it, why you don't do it. So the phone number is 323 eight seven zero three nine six eight that's three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight okay before we get into the pros and cons uh let me describe what six-sided ceiling or dipping is called it's very simple um, a lot of the guys out there have some issues with uh, latex migration where the color of the grout will bleed into the side of the tile and this happens more so on your on your stone tiles than it does on your ceramic tiles, but I have seen it happen on porcelain tiles uh, as well. Uh, so you have that issue. Uh, you have other issues where, where you have what we call bleed into the, side of the sides of the tile, moisture getting in there and not being able to get out, a whole slew of other problems. So, so what some guys are doing, and somehow it's made it into the literature, and you know, a lot of the companies out there have actually published articles on on what is called six-sided sealing. And that is where you take an impregnator, a stone impregnator, not a topical. And we're not dealing with a wax. We're not dealing with an acrylic coating. You're actually taking a topical. I mean, you're not taking a topical, excuse me. You're taking an impregnator and you're basically either sealing all around the tile, the sides, the face, and the bottom, or dipping it in a, in a vat of that and just letting it soak in and then setting the tile. So that's basically what six 
sided ceiling is. However, uh, with that said, let's get on. Uh, I'm really not going to give my opinion here. I, I kind of want to hear your guys' opinion. So what I'm going to do is we're going to look at the pros. We're going to look at the cons. And then we're going to take some telephone calls if, if somebody is listening live. If not, if you're listening on the podcast after this show airs live, then you know feel free to comment anyway. I'd be more than happy to, uh, to see those comments and mention them on the, on the next show. So before I begin, on the numbers 323 eight seven zero three nine six eight that's three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight uh if you want to send me your comments on messenger go ahead and do that just search for stone forensics on facebook or you can text me on my cell phone as as well uh there uh, too i don't want to give that number out again because i'm going to confuse everybody as far as the call-in number versus my my cell phone number which is different okay so here's where we get into uh, the pros and cons, and I've pretty much mentioned what the pros are. The pros are you prevent that bleeding. You prevent that bleeding from going into the stone. You will sometimes prevent that moisture. But you have to remember what these impregnators are designed to do is repel water. And what if you're using a setting material, say a unmodified thin set and a standard grout, it contains water, and that's how it hydrates. And I'll get into that in a minute. And it it can it could be an issue with bonding. And a lot of the failures I've seen with these six-sided sealing or dipping, if you want to call it that, is failures due to using the wrong setting material. It is extremely important, in my opinion, I know I said I wasn't going to give my opinion, but in my opinion, if you're going to use six-sided sealing, you should make sure that you're using the recommended thin set, if you're thin setting, a recommended setting materials, I should say. Um, I know Laticrete has them, Mepe has them, Custom has them, Artix has them, but you've got to be specific. Now, why? What, what, what are in those setting materials that you don't get in, say, a, a, a standard unmodified uh, thin set or a standard grout? Basic issue is, is that there are other bonding property, properties besides the hydration of the of the concrete that's in these setting materials. Now, I know I went through that on one of my shows, but let me let me explain it again. When we're dealing with our thin sets, our, our unmodified thin sets, our, our, our thin sets and our grouts that are made of Portland cement, uh, they bond by exchange of moisture between the stone or the, the absorbent tile and the, the actual setting material itself. And what happens if you, you would look at this, this bonding under a microscope, you get these little crystals that grow. And these crystals actually grow and they actually work their way into the porous material and bingo, they bond. When it cures, it bonds. So if you have something that breaks that bond, a bond breaker, for example, a, uh, a very low absorbent porcelain tile, um, a resin or fiberglass back tile if you use the wrong setting materials and i've seen hundreds and hundreds of failures with this it's not going to bond properly so you need to be specific you if you're going to run into that and you're going to use that procedure whoever's product you're using call them and tell them what you're doing and find out what in fact they are using and recommending for that because then if there's a failure and you've done everything right, you can always go back to the manufacturer. If I show up on the job and I'm inspecting it and there's a no bond issue and I know you've six-sided sealed it, but you used the wrong material, well, then it's your fault. And, you know, guys, read 
the labels. I, I know I've preached this a million times, but read the labels. They're on there for they're on there for a reason. Read the data sheet. It's there for a reason. The first thing I do when I look at these materials or any material for that matter that I intend to use is I go to the limitations and I find out what will it not work with. And you're going to find that a lot of the setting materials that are out there are not recommended for resin back fiberglass tiles, which means if you're going to six side seal and you're going to use that particular setting mortar for that limitation being no, no fiberglass or resin back tile, it, you may have a bonding problem. You may have it may have an issue with that. So, um, with that said, uh, if you would call in at 323-870-3968, and uh, let me know what work, what work you have done. Now, I know uh, one of my buddies, Pasha, who you've heard on this, this show before, that's done all the work with, uh, with the white marble uh, showers. Uh, he said he was going to call in. Hopefully, he'll call in. If you're listening, Pasha, go ahead and call in, because he's done some experiments with, these, with this six-sided ceiling. So now, another issue I have, and it's, it's – Basically, the same issue is that, you know, there's there's a lot of hacks out there. We know that. We know we know there's hacks out there. We know these guys, uh, you know, don't read the labels, whatever. And we're seeing failure after failure after failure. So, you know, I, I, whenever you're introducing a new procedure like six side ceiling, unless you've been doing it forever, know what you're doing, uh, you know, definitely do your research, you know, go to the TCNA, see what they have to say about it. You know, go to the manufacturers. I know I just pulled up an article by Laticrete. Uh, that was written by Rod Sigman. I actually tried to get Rod on the show today, but he's he's traveling, and uh, to to get his opinion on. I know they partic- they make a particular mortar that's made for six sided ceiling. So uh, that's that's an argument and a debate I know I've had for you know quite a while with with doing that because all right, l- l- let's assume okay you're going to six side seal something and you're going to use the right mortar, but you use the wrong grout. You could have an issue with the grout not bonding to the side of the tile. So you need to be careful there. Now, I tell you what my dad taught me back in the old days when we were setting tile. Now, you got to remember, I'm in my 60s. Uh, so I was a really long time ago uh, when I was helping my dad when I was in, you know, prior to my teen years, as a matter of fact. When my dad set any kind of absorbent tile, whether it's stone, whether it's saltillo tile, uh, whether it's even ceramic tile, he would soak the tile. I mean, we would literally put it, we, we used to carry around this big cat cat litter pans, these big large cat litter pans would fill them up with water and then he would soak the tiles for a few minutes and get them, get them saturated with water. And we've never had an issue. And guys that I know that are doing that today still don't have an issue with the bleed that you get with certain uh, grout materials. Uh, you have epoxy grout sometimes can bleed, uh, you know, depending on the material. We have material coming in left and right, new materials constantly. So uh, hi, I think we have Pasha on the line here. Let me go ahead and let him get in here. Uh, let's see. It's still Pasha. Are you there? Hi, Fred. I'm here. Hey. I'm here. Hey. <laughs> How are you out there in the in the Oregon area today? Good. Good. It's a rainy day, so normal uh, day for Oregon. Yeah, no, uh, say, Portland, normal, Oregon. Normal, Portland, Oregon. Normal, <laughs> normal day out there. So anyway, so we're, we're yeah. talking about six side ceiling, and I, I know we communicated before uh, later uh, earlier this afternoon on uh, you've done some experiments with that. So I'm going to give you the mic and let you talk about your experiments when it comes to the six side ceiling issue. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have my five cents to share about it. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, to make the story short. Uh, if our listeners are interested in uh, learning about the six-sided 
sealing method or all-sided sealing method, method, they could just Google it. And there are numerous articles from different manufacturers who have that particular method uh, as part of their installation uh, you know, systems. So I read about that method. And actually, there is a very, very, very detailed uh, white paper or article in one of our industry documents. Uh, I will not mention the document because I have nothing against the document. It's an amazing document. But I think uh, that method has some gray areas. Mm -hmm. And uh, when explaining all the benefits, you know, uh, about the uh, using that method, the authors or the manufacturers who uh, promote that method, they don't really explain some things that happen that actually happen inside showers or wet areas. So that method, I don't see any problems with that method uh, if uh, you know, manufacturers' recommendations, directions are properly followed. I don't see right. any problems in dry areas. Uh, you know, when you seal all sides, it definitely can help from, uh, you know, some grout pigments or some other uh, pigments uh, seep into the stone. Uh, some, like translucent uh, onyx uh, natural stone can definitely uh, benefit from that method mm -hmm. in dry yep. areas. But when it comes to wet areas, when stone uh, gets exposed to the significant amount of water, uh, all those articles don't really address it. They don't really explain some challenges associated with that particular, you know, real-life situation. And I decided to test uh, two of my modules. I, so far, I tested 10 Carrara uh, shower floor modules trying to recreate the situations that we have, like in, you know, real life situations mm -hmm. that happen, you know, during the, um, uh, when people use their showers uh, done with Carrara marble. Uh, you know, some people, they kind of, you know, uh, they doubt that could be a, you know, real testing because it wasn't, it was, it wasn't done in a, you know, uh, laboratory. It was, you know, the I, I was testing my uh, modules uh, on my backyard, and they they would, you know, ask, so why we should believe that method, or sorry, that testing uh, testing results right. because it's it's kind of it doesn't look like high science. But uh, the thing is that my modules that I uh, b uh, that I made, you know, following every possible industry standards. Uh, a standard, and I actually I exceeded many things because normally you would install natural stone and then you would grout it, let's say two days after, like three days after, because I had I took my time and I exceeded all those curing periods. So I made mm -hmm. sure, for example, when I sealed it, I waited more. Like I waited, uh, the, the 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 module was completely protected from the UV light, from the direct sunlight. I did my best, and then I waited like, let's say, six days, seven days, making sure that everything is cured. Everything is like looks bright white before it gets exposed to water. So all okay. my modules, they look, looked absolutely great, absolutely, you know, like white, like Carrara marble looks, before they started being exposed to water. And then, okay. uh, so I, I tested two modules. And what I want to say is that my modules – went through all possible weather cycles because they were outside. Mm -hmm. They were right. exposed to harsh weather conditions. They were exposed to, I mean, sunlight. They were also exposed to just, you know, mild weather. 
and they were acting the same way regardless of weather. Sometimes they mm. would dry out a little bit faster if, when it was hot or kind of, sure. you know, dry outside. But Makes I was sense. testing them from, from late fall until summer. And in Oregon, weather changes frequently. And right. regardless of weather conditions, they all acted the same way. They showed absolutely same results with any, you know, weather uh, condition outside. Good. So I did two modules with that method. First one, I just did it, you know, uh, kind of, I didn't really follow any manufacturer's recommendations. What I did is I, uh, I took a good solvent-based uh, penetrating sealer and I uh, dipped every single piece. So it, I installed my Carrara piece by piece. So every single piece was dipped into the sealer for about a minute or two, I don't remember. And then I made sure that I carefully dried every, every uh, single piece, making sure that it, was enough, it had enough air ventilation so that you know, it's not, it was not laying flat on the, on the surface, et cetera. And then I installed it using 100% solids epoxy uh, mortar, okay? okay? And I, uh, the grout that I used was urethane type grout meaning that it was not fully waterproof or almost waterproof like epoxy grout, so it would still absorb right. some water. And uh, when it was set with epoxy mortar, full mortar coverage, no voids under the stone, and grouted with that uh, particular grout, so when it was exposed to water, there was no water stains or what we call moisture discoloration, uh, you know, like uh, in random patterns. But right. what happened is the entire shower, shower module, shower pen, became darker as opposed to its original color. And then it just became dark, like wet, you know, like the, the look of the wet uh, uh, marble, Carrara marble. Right. It, was, right. it was wet, and then it would remain wet for approximately four to five days without any lightening, and I stopped, I stopped watering it. So that, me, that, that, uh, that meant to me that the stone was holding water mm -hmm. and, you know, the sealer that I used, the penetrating sealer would not allow it to breathe. Okay. So that, that was one method. And we could say that it was not the recommended sealer uh, that the manufacturer recommended for that particular application. So my second module, I carefully followed to the T the, uh, re uh, the recommendations from one of the manufacturers who recommends that particular method. I okay. used uh, the cementitious mortar that they recommend because their sealer was designed, was made so that it, it, will, not, um, it will not be a bond breaker for their uh, mortars. So I right. used a premium cementitious mortar recommended by the manufacturer, very good mortar. I used their sealer. Uh, the sealer, is, it was a water-based penetrating sealer, and actually I tested that sealer with one of my mock-up boards, and actually that's a good sealer. It really repels okay. water, so it's a good sealer. I carefully followed everything, so I dipped it for two minutes, again, every single piece, dried it carefully for, for a few days, minimum like 48 hours, I think it was much more, much, much longer. Mm -hmm. And then I grouted it with the sanded grout. It's a really good uh, stain-resistant sanded grout, again, recommended by the manufacturer, okay? okay? So, and then I waited maybe like five days just to let that mortar cure, I mean, dry under the stone. So, okay. the, uh, after approximately seven days, the module looked very, very light. 
you know, like a stone that, that is not installed, like, you know, like your normal sheet of Carrara marble. Right. And then when I started exposing it to water, it was actually in the summer, and I was protecting uh, the module from the uh, it, kind of in the shade from the UV lights. Uh, right. So when I started exposing it to water two times a day, in the morning, in the night, uh, approximately like two days later, the entire module became dark. Like no, mm-hmm. no spots, no random looking blotchy patterns. The entire, every single piece became dark, same way as the other module. And then it would remain dark same way for approximately five, six to seven days. And then it would like, it would gradually lighten up after maybe six or seven days. Uh, that was a, I mean, that was a proof in, and the evidence to me that that module uh, was holding water. And the reason mm-hmm. for that is because even if the first module, when the first module was installed with epoxy, full coverage, meaning that water would not really sit under the stone, it would either right. sit in the grout joints or inside the stone. Here, right. we have a problem that the cementitious mortar, even though it's, uh, I would say it's water uh, resistant to some degree, it would still absorb moisture and water, and that water, that moisture, a little amount of that moisture and water is enough to make Carrara, translucent Carrara marble, look darker. Mm-hmm. And uh, so nothing, I mean, uh, I, I stopped watering it, and then it would, it would do that same thing over and over again. So you yep. water it for two, three days, the entire model becomes dark, and then uh, you stop uh, watering it down, hosing it down, and then six days later, it would gradually, like, lighten up and, slowly return to its original color. Makes so that, that's a great six-sided sealing method is a great method. Probably is followed properly in, in dry areas. When, when it comes to wet areas, we have to do a research. So we cannot really, you know, promote that method without, you know, checking all those details. And I think uh, nowadays problems is that many times, uh, advertising goes in front of research and testing, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, many things are not really tested. <laughs> yep, exactly. And, and you know, and I want to back up too. In the very beginning, you know, you had mentioned some people criticizing your your experiments, and I just want to tell you, whenever you do that, you're going to get criticism. <laughs> There's going to be people oh, out yeah. <laughs> there that are going to criticize them. But you know, you have to, you know, pat yourself on the back, and I'll pat and I pat you on the back as well for you know, doing that. I don't know any other person out there, you know, other than a research facility that would even attempt to attempt to do that at, at your own cost and your own, own time. So, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. great. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And the, la- I, the last thing to, to say is that, is that I'm not a uh, manufacturer representative. I'm a time working tile contractor installer. And right. I actually, I practice what I say, so I'm not against any method. I just want to know the truth. I want to see what, you know, what method, methods work and in what conditions, and I want to follow it to provide my customers with high-quality end product. So that's my goal. I'm not against any manufacturer, any method. It's just we, we just have to know where and when to use you know, methods and where they're not applicable. Absolutely. And, you know, one one other thing I want to ask you, and if you haven't done this yet, maybe something to do later on down the road. And uh, on those mm-hmm. modules where you did the six-sided ceiling, did you happen to yeah. t- test a bond in it at all? You know, pu- tried to pull a tile up and see how easily they came up? Um, you know what? I think what I did, I definitely tested 
the one that I set with epoxy. So I bonded, yeah. So I think, you know what, as far as I remember, I did test both for bonding. What I did, I, uh, because I was using two by two individual pieces of Carrara marble. Yes, mm -hmm. what I did is I bonded, you know, a couple pieces together, uh, the one with epoxy and the other one with that cementitious motor. And the bond was incredible. It was a normal bond. There was no bond breaker there. So it was a Good. very, very strong bond from piece to piece with cementitious mortar and, of course, with epoxy. Right. And so I, you know, did, that, I did test that just for myself. Mm -hmm. Greg, that, that's good information. And that's actually one of the questions I want to ask uh, the manufacturers when I, uh, I get them on the, on the line here, uh, at, probably at another mm -hmm. show, because I've contacted several of them, is that, you know, what makes their – now, we're not talking epoxy. Epoxy has a different bonding. It's a chemical bond. Uh, but what makes mm -hmm. their cementitious-based mortars bond when the sealers are repelling water? So it's obviously not a – a, mm -hmm. a typical, you know, Portland cement bond. It's a, uh, a it's some type mm -hmm. of chemical bond. So that, that that's a question I want to ask yeah. them. So, you know, but yes. until, until yes. that time, I, I agree 100% with you. Uh, what areas are are a concern? So, I really appreciate mm -hmm. the call, Pasha. I know you got to get back to work there, and uh, yes. I really appreciate <laughs> you calling in. So, and any, and I'll also mention if anyone wants to know more about his experiments. He has a write-up, and you remember what issue of Tile Letter it was in? Was it, was it a few uh, months it was back? Either July's issue or August. Uh, I think. Yeah. You, so, if you're listening to this uh, podcast, just uh, Google "marble moisture discoloration," and you will immediately find my article in the Tile Letter or in the Slippery Rock Gazette. "Marble moisture discoloration." It would be on the first page. All right, perfect. Yes, and it's a great, great article. And and also, we've interviewed you, I think, two or three times on that issue on these podcasts. So those maybe, podcasts are maybe. still up. So if you guys want to uh, go back and listen to those podcasts as as well, and I'm sure we'll get some updates as you continue your experiments. Uh, mm -hmm. Be more than happy sure. to have you back on there again. All right, Pasha, thank you for yeah. the call. I really appreciate it. Great information, buddy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Fred. Uh -huh. Oh good. no, have no a good problem. day. Bye bye. Yes, you too. All right. So anyway, uh, what I, I wanted to do is explain a little bit more of why we have this moisture issue in a shower. And this is this is something that I've actually written an article on and uh, uh, I've shared that with many installers is that you have to remember when we're dealing with these penetrating sealers and you're dealing with what we call stone impregnators or just, you know, basic sealer impregnators, whatever you want to call them, is that they are made to repel water and sometimes oil but in this case we're talking water but water in a liquid form and i know i know i've preached this before but for those new listeners out there i'm going to say it again basically what you're dealing with is a vapor issue so even though even though you have that tile say 100 percent sealed it's sealed on its sides it's sealed on the top it's sealed on the bottom i mean there's no way moisture is going to get in there but it can be a vapor vapor because vapor being a gas, and what happens in a shower, you have a high humidity. So e even with just cold water, you're going to have vapor. Now you turn on the hot water, or worse yet, a steam shower, and then you have even more vapor that's going to penetrate uh, into that stone. As a matter of fact, I did a YouTube video using a, uh, a, a steamer showing you how a very well impregnated stone will actually get dark when you put steam on it. 
So imagine, you know, the amount of water you're using in a shower. You know, every single day you're taking a shower. Uh, if it's a, you're taking a hot shower, it's even, it's even worse for the stone because it's going to penetrate it, which is, uh, you know, you need to go head back and check out some of those uh some of those uh, podcasts I did with Pasha as well as his, his article, because it'll explain in detail uh, how that works. Or you can send me an email as well. So anyway, I, I'm going to uh, wrap things up here real quickly. But if there's anybody listening live, please call in with your experience, uh, opinion, if you will, uh, when using the six-sided ceiling. And let me give the phone number out one more time, 323-870-3968. That's 323 323- Eight seven zero three nine six eight, and we're going to take a quick break here for an ad, and we'll be right back after this. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains. Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tough Skin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate products. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tough Skin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F SkinProtection.com to learn more. Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? ESP sells many lines of fine quality environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, NB Stone Care, Bondstone and Touchstone Adhesives, more Stone Care products, Easy Care products, and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio-based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net. All righty, folks, we're back. And uh, obviously, you know, this six-sided ceiling issue, I mean, I've talked to guys, you know, in the last couple of weeks about this issue and, you know, the setters that are out there. And, uh, I mean, there's a pros and a cons to it. And, again, you have to, as Pasha said, you have to be careful in wet areas. I mean, uh, I probably see more shower failures than I see any other type of failure out there. So uh, you need to be really, really careful. All righty, folks, I think we're going to wrap things up. I want to mention one more time about my class uh, we, go, we go into this topic, by the way, in, in a, quite a bit of detail in the class. Uh, so if that's something you're interested in and in becoming a stone inspector or you just want to learn more about troubleshooting and what can go wrong with your installations uh, or whatever, uh, this is a great class. Again, I'm keeping it down to a minimum number of people. Uh, it's going to be held in DeBerry, Florida. And if you want to check it out, go to stoneforensics.com and just Click on the training tab and to uh, where you need to go. Or you can just simply send me an email again, F-Houston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. All righty, folks, until next week, thanks for listening. Uh, Keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, and fabricating those tops. Later, my friends. Are you tired of lugging dozens of stain removal chemicals around to remove stains from stone, tile, or concrete? Did you know you only need three chemicals to remove almost any stain? From organic stains to inorganic stains, Dr. Fred's Ultimate Stain Removal Kit is all you need. The kit contains three reagents and includes a detailed ebook on how to remove almost any stain. So if you're trying to remove difficult ink or rust or simply coffee and other food stains, this kit is all you need. To order, contact Dr. Fred at 
321-514-6845. One kit is $69.95 plus shipping.